This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What up, what up, what up, world? Once again, this is the CHGO Sky Podcast, as always, sponsored by DraftKings. Use the code CHGO at DraftKings Sportsbook and get $20 out on your first bet. I am your host, Chris Pennant, here, as always, with the man, the myth, the legendary master of the X's and O's, Stephen Pridgen Garner at StayTrueS.3. Stephen always makes that laugh when I, when I big him up because he's not used to it yet. But people got to know... <laughs> People got to know and understand how good the work is you do. And if you've seen us put out the word, even with all the commotion this weekend, we have the man, Connor Moore, social media maven, manager of the Chicago Sky with us today. So it's going to be a fantastic show. Connor, first and foremost, good to have us with you, man. Yeah, man. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Uh, like I was telling you guys before, I'm just, I've been a big fan of this channel since its inception, honestly. So to be here, to be on the show, is uh is really cool. Uh, even even if I don't feel like I'm qualified to be here, it's it still feels pretty. <laughs> it still feels pretty dope to, to be on the show. So thank you. No, nah, I was gonna say go. go you got to big yourself up. That's the lesson of the day. That, that's the lesson of of the year, pretty much. It's always big yourself up. Steven, what's going on with you, man? Not much. I just got done running through some of the. The um, game from yesterday against Indiana, uh, a lot of good stuff kind of starting to spiral into sustain in a sustained manner for them in a positive way on this three game win streak. Um, we'll see if it continues after having almost a full week off going into their next game. But it's going to be a fun weekend ahead uh, with the dream at home. No doubt. No doubt. And there's a lot going on with that. Um, not only kind of fighting, it, it's it's weird to say Eastern Conference, Western Conference, given the way the playoffs break down. But the Eastern Conference opponents that the Sky have to face still got some Commissioner's Cup games left yet. And Ryan Howard coming off of that impressive is much too light a word. 43-point uh, performance with six threes in that um, that win on Sunday. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a tough week for the Sky coming off of Again, that weekend's commotion, and let's jump right into what that weekend comprised after riding the ship, winning two against the Los Angeles Sparks in the home and home, I, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, James Wade left, left the team, took a job as an assistant coach with the Toronto Raptors. Very sudden, depending on who you talk to, out of the blue, and... Now the sky are just kind of moving forward, but it was it was unexpected. I think at least for me, I know for a lot of people I spoke with, and the fan base at large, uh, especially for a coach who had just signed an extension last year that was good through twenty twenty five, and was to this point the most successful Chicago Sky head coach in terms of overall winning percentage, and in terms of championships. He was one and zero. The only other 
coach that was able to lead the team to a, to a title game or a title series was Hokey Chapman in 2015. And they got swept by the Phoenix Mercury in that instance. So you see the statement from the sky from our producer, Lawrence, Lawrence, the God, we are so thrilled. We are thrilled that James can fulfill a lifelong dream to join the NBA and to send him our warmest congratulations and best wishes. We thank James for establishing a winning team oriented culture in Chicago and leading the sky to our first ever WNBA championship in 2021. Uh, Steven, I know we got to talk about the ramifications, but Connor, I, I just want to get some, some quick thoughts from you um, in the second, in the second section of the show, we're going to go over uh, your background and you know how it, your, your stints with the Red Stars and the Sky and what you found in this world of navigating social media and women's sports. But when you have to craft something like this, uh, especially when it comes up so suddenly, what goes into that when you, when you don't have a lot of time necessarily to prepare and you've got to just go for the gusto? Well, I think, first of all, when things like this happen, I mean, I think all, a lot of the credit goes to our director of content and then our graphic designers as well. Um, they're the ones who have to cook this stuff up relatively quickly. Um, and then obviously when it reaches me, it's got to go up ASAP, you know, and if there's, I mean, even if there's a level faster than ASAP, it has to go up then. So it's, it's very chaotic. It's, it's, it can be, I don't want to say chaotic, uh, is the word, even though I'm sure uh, not many would be surprised if I use that. But I would say it, it just kind of always goes back to it, it, it kind of always goes back to just always being ready, you know, like the off switch for, for me personally, I feel like the off switch can or the on switch always has to stay on up until you know, it's, it's, it's time to go to bed almost. <laughs> you know, things can happen. Things can happen so quickly. Uh, you know, it's happened here, uh, whether it's just, whether it's any breaking news thing. So it's just so, the clock doesn't stop for anybody, I feel like. So I just feel like I always just have to be prepared and just ready for it. You know, whether I'm at home playing Xbox or working on some stuff uh, for work or, you know, I've, I've had to make posts in the past where news will, when news might pop up and I'm, you know, I'm out at dinner or anything like that. So I think it, it's, it's a total team effort. So I, it's, it's not just me. Like I have the quote unquote easy job of when things, when, when breaking news happens, I have the, the easy job, which is just, I just got to get it out and make sure it's out and make sure it looks okay. You know, make sure it gets out. Uh, I think the credit all goes to everybody else on, on the content team when it comes to stuff like that, because it, it's a lot when that's when it happens. It's, I mean, when, when shock drops happen, everyone has to be ready. So total team effort. And, you know, we, we got the news out and as far as everyone's opinions on it, that's, not for me that's not for me to decide that's not for me to it's not for me to give opinions on um i'm i'm the guy that posts it so yeah total team effort getting stuff out like this for sure man you already got the shout out from my old friend janice scurrio says what's good guys connor says what's up <laughs> janice what up Hi, janice. <laughs> appreciate everyone tuning in with us this uh this afternoon renetta thank you we are rocking and rolling in here and uh, shout out to Region Rev out in Gary. Shout out to Gary, Northwest Indiana. We're going to talk some Dana Evans later too. Steven, I mean, this came as a shot to all of us. I was very, very upfront with y'all what I was doing at the moment the news dropped 
I just poured up that Bacardi and Coca-Cola and um, was ready to settle in for a Saturday afternoon and then had to get back in work mode. Um, aside from the ramifications, how the news hit you? I mean, I think Connor put it perfectly when he spoke of shock value, uh, because that was definitely what it was for me. I mean, speaking from my perspective, I talked to him <laughs> the night before. So uh, <laughs> I was actually in the middle of uh, cutting up things from the post-game presser to just kind of put my little back and forth from post-game from the night before on Twitter and everything. And then amidst, in the middle of doing that, I took like a quick break and then I got the, got the email from the PR team and I thought I read it wrong initially. And then <laughs> upon going back on, back on it the second time, I was like, oh, wow, this is really happening. And then, um, of course, I did my thing and uh, tweeted that part out. And I uh, just kind of let it let the dust settle on it to kind of try to make it make sense. And, I mean, it does in terms of looking at somebody that's in pursuit of a specific thing. Um, you have to go about it with whatever opportunities come your way. And how that comes about is going to look away to people who are not directly involved in it. Uh, nonetheless, definitely want to salute to him, give him a hat tip, and congratulations on taking that next step towards his deepest desires. Um, just me being the person that I am, I want for anybody to get whatever it is they desire, especially if they go about it the right way. And I feel like he didn't use necessarily the W as a stepping stone. He just took what opportunities were presented to him. And, and as a part of his manifestations, this is kind of how everything kind of went out for him. This is how the cards were dealt to him. Uh, so I don't feel any like bad way or see him in a negative light in response to it all. I'm just happy for him to have had the opportunity and um, for all that he laid foundation-wise for the sky. That's a good point. And I want to just go around, especially on that point, um, talking about the legacy of James Wade. Because I think on the one hand, you have his record, you have the championship year, you have the the two the two years that bookended that if counting 2019 rather than 2020, where the sky it seemed were that close to getting to an upper echelon of the playoffs. In 2022, they were on the doorstep of going back to the finals, and no matter what, every every year he went to the playoffs. Even in 2020, when you had so much uh, upheaval, turnover, players that had to leave camp, the sky. I it was it was so weird. They felt like they came together in a very difficult environment, even though it's, it felt apparent from the middle of the season on that they weren't going to get to where they wanted to be that year. So even in a down year, um, he, he was part of the force to help bring the team closer rather than split them apart. On the other hand, you have some talk about uh, people talking about the, the lack of draft picks that were made, that were given up in the deals in the off season um, and the future of the franchise that goes right into that. Uh, Lawrence, I know you were you were you were about it you were about it about those draft picks, you know, because I know you're a guy that looks forward towards the future for sure. Yeah, you caught me eating some pretzels, but uh, <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, for me, like I'll say this: about a month ago on the uh, Chicago Sports Podcast hosted by Kevin Kaduck, we did a thing where we kind of gave like a hot seat ranking of every coach in Chicago, and we ended up putting James Wade pretty hot on it and honestly I felt a little bad after we finished because I was like well it's, it's what fans think and it's it's about like like you said the fact that he's kind of mortgaging the future for right now and in my mind I just I mean I love Courtney Williams 
and Isabel Harrison, you know, she gets hurt immediately. And so that ruins that whole thing. And, and, you know, Marie, Marie, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But he basically gave up all these picks for a team that honestly, I don't know how they're going to be able to challenge these super teams that are, you know, Vegas looks incredible. I mean, the, the level of basketball they play on a daily basis is insane. And then you got New York and, and everything else. So it just, it made me a little nervous and then now he bounces in in the middle of all this and it's like damn like now now we're in a, in a kind of a weird place because now the right now is not necessarily the greatest and we have no first round picks till what 2026 yeah yeah no that's definitely true steven i go i go to you i think it's a complicated legacy but what do you feel the legacy is now uh i of course you want to take the now into context with everything, but I do feel like he left the franchise in such a better place than it was when he came in. That's both record-wise, both uh, general perception-wise around the W, and um, culture-wise. Like He's established a culture that should long last past what his expiration date, uh, at least for the time being, uh, was with the team. And I feel like in terms of leadership, in terms of a person that's a leader of any body of people or human beings, adults, um, and especially a women in a women's league, uh, the premier women's basketball league, you can't you can't knock his um you can't knock his track record with the team in any capacity for what he did as a leader and um just all of the little things that he did, like we talked about yesterday, Chris with um just sticking up for his players, taking a multitude of fines to back his players up in real time on the court, as well as in post-game and pre-game press conferences. And um, just a lot of the little things like that that go far past um, a win and loss record, which obviously he was good with as well, especially over the last three seasons with the team. So, um, yeah, his, his legacy is going gonna, is gonna to long last um, past his expiration date. And it's going to be something for the next coach, whether that be Emory long-term or another coach, to build off of. They're not necessarily going to replicate it because he's a different type of leader, but they have a great stepping stone to build off of from what he did. And, and let me just clarify that. Like, legacy-wise, yes, he did definitely leave him in a better place. And I will never forget, you know, the championship run. I remember just, like, kind of crying my eyes out when, at, when watching the parade. You know, that was such an amazing moment. And that's all thanks to him. So, you know, can't, can't knock that. Connor, I know you're in a unique position, especially on this panel, but just if you could speak to that, the idea of like what the legacy is for James Wade, you know, both as, as his own man, as a coach, and for him in connection with the team. Um. I think legacy for things like that, I try not to really get in, get into the weeds of too much, especially like you'd mentioned, given, given, given where I'm at right now, uh, I don't want to uh, uh, speak too much on, on someone's legacy in that regard. I will say though, that he is a very uh, integral. He, he was a very, uh, significant part of a core memory that is going to live on for the rest of my life as a Chicago sports fan, you know, being at that game where they clinched it, you know, being there and, you know, Lawrence was just talking about tearing up, like I was tearing up, you know, on the way, like on the way back home uh, on that day, two years, two years ago, two years ago, 
Um, so it's, yeah, I think for me, I mean, for me, it was a pleasure to work with him. It was a pleasure to see him at practices and games and everything. And obviously, you know, you guys, you guys have said he, you know, he helped bring a championship here, bring the, you know, putting together uh, the pieces that he did, putting together the roster that he did to bring a championship here. And as a Chicago sports fan, forever indebted, uh, forever indebted to that. So that is, that is the, mo- that is the most I can and want to say on that. But <laughs> yeah. As a Chicago sports fan, it's, I mean, you win a championship here. I think, I, I think, especially in a city like Chicago, I think that's, I mean, that, that puts you on, that puts anyone who's part of that championship team from the players to the coaching staff, to the, to the personnel in the office and everything, you know, all the way down to whoever's running the website and things like that, that puts everybody into, into a whole new stratosphere of, you know, of Chicago land legends and, yeah, I think I, th- I I think that pretty much puts it into perspective, kind of my feelings on what he did here. And yeah, I guess basically just to say thank you, you know, to help bring a championship home here. So I always say thank you to people who bring championships home to my home city. So absolutely, that's for sure true. Um, I, I remember there's a quote for Kevin Garnett when somebody asked him um, how important his championship was with the Celtics in 08. And he was like, listen, he's like, we won it. We won it for the city. And can nobody take that away? And that that's true. You know, it, somebody at some point in the future, when the meteors are coming down, is still going to be digging through books. Like, what was the most important WNBA championship? And I don't know if that's the question. It's more the question of, like, if there's a, a best championship team, which was the point that was getting to in that in that respect with that Kevin Garnett quote, but nobody could take that championship away from the team, from, from the city, from the players. That'll always stand. Those indelible moments like that game three blowout and just kind of that. I will never forget that feeling on Cermak coming out of that game because it felt like we were about to hit the town. Like it felt like Broadway. It felt like Michigan Avenue over there. And that was something else. And I wasn't, I wasn't, able to go to any of the Bulls championships and it felt akin to that like I had just watched the team go to go to absolute work because I said on the on my other show before that game that Phoenix was going to come out firing and James Wade for his part in the press conference was like he he made a little offhanded comment like yeah you know it wasn't that close of a game was it like I thought it was going to be a very like a two-point game and they won by 36 and he was like, yeah, it wasn't that close of a game, huh? So it was like, he was, he's all, he always had his ears open. Of course. Uh, <laughs> you know, Steven, you know. Of course, um, yep. <laughs> I was going to say, just like, keep going with it. The things, I guess, that if there's a lasting memory, I know, I don't want it to make it a love fest, but just the lasting memory that you have of, of Coach William. I think. I mean, you can't look no further than the championship season. <clears throat> but for me, it's the context behind it. Of course, the end result is what's going to get the most attention always because it's what you play the season for or any given season. But I think the context is what, is what makes it so unique because they did it as the lowest seed. They had to do it in the hardest way. They had the hardest road there even before the playoffs started to get that opportunity, just getting through the regular season 
amidst all of the injuries and whatnot that they had to work through. And then finally having all of the pieces or at least the majority of the pieces together to then define roles and get chemistry built up to where they can have their system at a level where they can at least go into war in the playoffs and know, okay, I know how to get things done with this specific tandem. I know this play, these two players or these three players or this four or five player combination works well to sprinkle within my rotation. Like there was just a lot of things that had to come together in a condensed um, part of the schedule where most teams were already hitting their stride and they were just beginning to get their players back. And then being able to scratch and claw their way up to, again, getting that final seed and then doing what they did to navigate themselves into doing the quote-unquote unthinkable, I think it was done in a very Chicago way. It's us against the world. We don't care about the noise outside. We're going to do it in a tough, gritty fashion that's unique from from the manner in which any other team is doing it, and we're going to make it happen in our way. And that was pretty much the – the um that was pretty much the perspective that everybody on the team took, of course, under the wing of his leadership. And I don't feel like there was a team in the W, especially that season, that took on the the characteristics and the um emotional uh action that their coach did any more than the Chicago Sky did, especially in that specific run. And most teams that do that typically win the championship. And they did that again against all the odds with all the adversity stacked against them. And they made it happen. And, um, yeah, and then I think outside of that is just bringing the hometown girl back um, in such a spur-of-the-moment type of situation with her departure from the L.A. Sparks as well. I think that was amazing, too. That's a good point, too. That's an incredibly good point, too. Um, we got to talk about the ramifications still for the future because I know that they, I put the question out on Saturday, like, how do you feel about James Wade's departure and, you know, aside from just people really feeling hurt, there was actually a really, really cool one from um, a guy, Master Bear Jedi, who pretty much listens to everything Chicago Sky. Uh, shout out to him. He said he was stunned because Wade was the only coach that he had known with the team. And that put a lot into perspective. Like, the, the championship itself brought a lot of eyes on the team that hadn't been there before, but also the way that they play uh, the year following where they came very close to the championship that brought a lot of people in where they, you know, where they either had kind of been on the, the periphery or hadn't been paying attention. And for somebody to say that, it was kind of like, not jarring, just surprising. Like, Oh, you know, James Wade is the only coach that he had known with this team. And so now it was going to be different. It was going to be something just like different that he was going to have to get used to. Um, other people said they just felt betrayed, which I get, I get. And then there was also the prob- the, the question about losing draft picks. So ramifications for the near future, uh, Stephen, in your, in your eyes, like how did this guy move forward outside of just um, Emory getting in, settled in, and, and moving the team towards his vision? That's where it gets a little dicey because, uh, and I think I've spoken with you, Chris, and I've also spoken on, on the CSGO platform about – where the team was headed in terms of uh, uh, future future talent. And I felt like he had a plan in place to where and he's, he's spoken on it himself a few times before where they, he was being questioned for the decisions and the draft pin compensation that was given up to acquire the talents of, of course, Marina Mabry. And he was pretty much consistent with saying, what are those draft picks going to do for me this season? 
and even adding even more context to it, we've all spoken on how many draft picks don't even make the final roster coming out of a team's um, coming out of a team's training camp. So there's no like if you want to if you want to speak on it from one perspective, you have to apply the context. There's no guarantee that whoever it was the guy may have been able to nab in the draft was actually going to be able to make the roster just because of all of the other different things that the league has to get together in terms of allowing more of these players the opportunity to actually make the roster. So there's little things like that that have to be applied to the context, especially if you're going to look at it from a specific lens of criticism. And then the last part that I'll kind of leave it with is that, like I mentioned earlier, I truly feel like he had a plan in place. He got a player like Rebecca Garner out of nowhere last season. That was not a draft pick. I feel like, especially with his reach, internationally and the way that he can go about enticing players to come over to play under his leadership with the Chicago sky, no different than he did with uh, like even Julie Alamon last season. Um, in addition to Rebecca, he has that reach to where he could find a player that would even seek a Kone this season as I'm cutting myself off. That's another player. Like that's not a draft pick, but that's a player that can come in and add extreme value and just be a, a, the type of player that you could potentially get in the draft, but just not use a draft pick. That's one of the kind of nuanced ways of going about not using the draft to build your team in terms of getting players that you can invest in um, and develop internally and uh, have that resource where you're keeping the wagons rolling in terms of your roster moving forward. I truly do believe he had a, a plan in place with, to use his reach as a re- reach as an advantage in terms of building his roster in that way. And, I mean, obviously, and unfortunately, we're not going to see that part fulfilled through with him being in place to do so. But, you know, it's just kind of a it's just kind of a tough bite of the apple at this point. That's an even handed way of saying it. Um, we got a comment in from Renetta, longtime CHGO sports listener. Um, I agree with Steven in part, but feeling everything Lawrence is saying, those draft picks gone, though. Yeah, the draft picks are gone, Renetta. Um I'm interested to see, like, pursuant to Stephen, what you're saying, Emery Vatan Sever is another coach who has that reach uh, with him being from Turkey, having coached in Turkey, overseas Mm -hmm. in Europe, and who has kind of access to those players, um, has been talking to them for a long time. I saw a note that said he'd been coaching since he was 17. So this is something that's pretty much in his blood. The way we're on this show now, this is something that he's wanted to do for a long time. I, I recall last year he said that coaching those two games and James Wade's absence when he had COVID were like very, very big for him. He was very emotional, had tears after the first game and they got the W and then just coming into the locker room. Connor, I know you saw the water bath that he got, which I, when, when Courtney Williams said that on, on um, or when James said that on Friday to Julia Poe, I thought he was kidding. And I don't know why I did, why I did. I've, I've seen it. I've seen people get, bottles of water thrown on them which neither here nor there for my for me personally i don't know if i would want it but emory got it on sunday and it was well deserved so renetta appreciate that Um, we're going to come back to you in a second after this break talking to connor more about his background what goes into social media management and we're going to pull out some of what i think are the best tweets that he's had this year but first things first We'd like to let y'all know that it's July. The sun is coming out when we don't have smoke in the air. Um, So we want you to take on the sun with gear built to last at Shady Rays. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. And that's not all. 
Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every single pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements, which means, like me, if you think you're going to lose a pair or break a pair, even on the first day you get your sunglasses, they've told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. So wear your Shady Rays with confidence, wear them with style, because they have your back long after you purchase. Shady Rays Independence Day sale is live right now until tomorrow, which is Independence Day. Go to ShadyRays.com and get a 50% off single pairs of sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. That's Shady Rays. Once again, at ShadyRays.com. Wear your shades with style. Now, as this Atlanta Dream Game is coming up, Stephen, Connor, Connor, you, you don't need tickets. Um, you already got the, the catbird seat on that. Steven, you got the like all day press pass. Carly knows you by name. I've seen y'all kicking it at fat poor after games. But for people like me who are just a little bummy and might not have the capital to get to games, Game Time app is the way to go. They are the leader in ticket sale apps in terms of flash deals, last minute sales, and more. If you have ever been finding yourself trying to get those courtside seats of the Chicago Sky game so you can sit next to my man Eric Nemchak, that dude who wears the platform boots and the and the chains, or Lori Lightfoot, game time is the way to go. You can get up to the minute seat seat deals and seat views for any seat in the house at Wintrust Arena, Guaranteed Rate Field, Wrigley Field, Soldier Field, Seat Geek Stadium out in Bridgeview, wherever games are played. And if you download the Game Time app now, create an account and use code CHGO, you'll get $20 off your first purchase. Hard to beat that kind of a deal. Terms apply, of course, but again, create an account at GameTime in the GameTime app and redeem the code CHGO for $20 off immediately. So download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, absolutely guaranteed. And we're also guaranteed to get some info on Connor Moore right now. Connor, I got to ask because when I was coming into college, social media was not... Um, a thing that was focused on. I think we, I, I remember in my Com 201 class, I had a group of friends that I kicked it with and we were making, I would always crack jokes with them like Twitter is the wave of the future because it was 2007. One of my friends was like, no, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. This is not going to be a thing. It's not going to last. Nobody's going to be using this. And now here we are to where it's so important that Elon Musk felt the need to destroy it. So <laughs> I had to, I had to, man. It's true though. <laughs> My he should be referred to. He should be referred to as redacted. We only gotta say his name for real. My man came all the way from South Africa. This dude is the biggest South African villain since them dudes in Lethal Weapon Two. <laughs> like he he really did that. Anyway, Connor, like, what brought you down this path? Because I, I don't. It's been a, it's in a different era for me. So what really started you on this path? Wait, Connor, you've muted yourself. You got to unmute. I, I there I am. I got it. Elon. There, you go. there we go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's so funny because as that happened, I just got a text from someone saying, "Hey, don't embarrass yourself now." And then, and then in <laughs> seconds. So that's uh, I've already checked that one off the bingo box. But um, as far as how I got into this, I'll be completely honest with you. I didn't want to. I didn't like social media was not on my radar at all. I went to school for broadcast journalism. I wanted to be on TV and radio and newspaper. Like I did all three during my time 
uh, at Wisconsin Whitewater. The greatest time I've ever spent in my life uh, was was there. And then I was the lead guy for sports for TV and radio. Was fortunate enough to win some uh, to uh, to win uh, a good chunk of awards and everything there. But you know, I really wanted to get into broadcasting. You know, I rem- I was a kid in the uh, in third grade, and when it when it had the little uh, chalkboard problems like what do you want to be when it grows up and i just and i remember always saying like espn somehow because in my mind back then i was either going to be a broadcaster or an athlete turned broadcaster um the athlete thing clearly did not work out but i'm very glad that little me had a lot of ambition um but yeah no i just didn't intend on getting here and graduate in 2019 uh was did a couple uh, freelance things, just like produ- production-based stuff, which I felt comfortable in because at Whitewater they have you. They don't just teach you that in front of the camera stuff. Like you need to know like the production and everything behind it too. So I felt fairly comfortable doing that. Did that. Had an internship with the National Basketball Retired Players Association. Um, worked at Target during this entire time too. Then COVID happened. I was still at Target. Um, and then in the middle of 2020, uh, ended up getting asked if I wanted to help out the Chicago Red Stars for a little bit. It was a team that I interned for in 2017. Um, got latched onto there. And then at the end of 2020, I was brought on full time. And I wasn't even supposed to be the social media manager for that either. Um, I was brought on as a, I think as a content coordinator. So I was helping to like write story. I was going to initially write stories for the website for them. And then they, and then the guy who was running social media, he left to take a, uh, to take a job in his hometown. And then uh, my boss at the time, uh, Lindsay Goldner looked at me and goes, so how do you feel about running social media? It's social media <laughs> is content. You're a content coordinator. I was like, okay. Um, and for me, it didn't feel too weird in a way because I feel like I'm feel like I'm in that generation where we kind of made social media our own, you know. And for me, like always following and like interacting with sports teams and everything as is at that point. And for a little bit, I ran a Facebook page for our sports radio station in college. For me, like. I would, you know, it felt naive, but I was like, oh, I could, I've seen it done. Like I can just, I could just mimic that and learn as I go on, which is kind of what I had to do realistically. So I don't necessarily think it was naive and it worked out very well. Um, I would say uh, I got a lot of, uh, I learned just how petty I was online uh, with the Red Stars. <laughs> I learned just how fun it was, but you know, woman soccer, Twitter is, it's crazy. And so it was just always, just kind of embodying that craziness, but also realizing I get paid to do this and probably shouldn't say anything out of pocket. Um, and then left the Red Stars and uh, in March of 2022, and here I am. So yeah, I had, truth be told, I wanted to be doing the things that you two are doing right now. Like that's what I saw myself doing. I didn't see myself running a team account. Like if I was going to be working for a team, I didn't think it was going to be for social media when I was growing up, but you know, things change and times change and, and eventually you got to just get where we get where we can get a job and make money. And I've always felt that I was flexible in college with my interest in the things that I could do. And I always felt that writing was 
the number one thing I was the most confident in. Like I, I joke around and tell people all the time, I'm not the most confident human on the planet at all. But if there's one thing where someone had to, had to like, tell me like, what's one thing I am confident in, it's my writing ability. It's always been that way since I was in grade school. So I just kind of used that. I was like, all right, social media, but everyone's about to see it. What's the worst that could happen? So, um, so it's crazy how I got here. Honestly, it's very crazy how I ended up getting into this for someone who didn't want to, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun, and I don't regret it at all. I think that's the way in our space of just media in general, whether it be the PR side or the communication side. I think we all were probably trained in school. And obviously, once we got our feet wet in the actual industry after after school, we realized even more that it's important to just be ultra adaptable because mm-hmm. you have opportunities are so hard to come by in this space. Um, and, you know, you just got to be able to, like you said, get in where you fit in, essentially, and whatever opportunity comes your way first, run with it, shape shift it into what you want to be, and then um, just get it rolling from there. Uh, so I have tip to you for being an embodiment of just that. Uh, I feel like you stumbled into the right <laughs> into the right space though for <laughs> for you and how you go about just keeping the community entertained and just bringing it together as well. I think that's an important thing. And a lot of social media teams, particularly in the W, lack that personality and that touch with real time in terms of whether it be lingo, awareness of memes, jokes, all of that stuff. It's important to have that, especially again if you're tweeting from a team account. And I think that's what helps to continue to make the sky unique from everybody else. So, again, major salute to you for that, man. I appreciate that. And I mean, I would be remiss if I said it's like if I said it was all me because it's not. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, it's you know, it 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 goes from Amber, Crystal, uh, Lena, Annette, Christy, um, our interns, Jalen, uh, Jayla, uh, Katie, Yona, um, you know other people who are brought on to help out and everything too, like Mark, this Marcos, there's, there's so many people, there's so many people, you know, like the videos and everything you see, that's Amber, that's Lana, that's Crystal, that's Marcos. That's, you know, that's so many of the interns, the graphics, Annette and Christy, you know, and then the list goes on and on. You know, I, I tell people all the time and I, to the point where I think I might actually have my mom who has like a cricket machine and everything. I might literally ask her to make a t-shirt that just says that, that literally just says, I just, I just press publish. That's all I do. Cause I, to me, I feel like that's, that's really all I do. Cause all the really cool and difficult stuff has already been done by some of the best people in the W. Like I, I have no problem going on record right now and saying that I feel like in my personal opinion, I work with some of the best creatives in the, in the WNBA. I, I firmly believe that. I believe that to, I believe that to this day, like exactly this, like, Christy Lau uh, uh, make, made this graphic. You know, I I have the easy part, which is just telling them, hey, this is when I think it should go out. This is what I think I'm going to say for this. This is how I'm spacing these things out. There's a right, there's a slight method to my madness here, but in, but in gen, but like in general, I feel like I have such the easy job in comparison to the guys and girls on the uh, on part of the content team to the point where again. I just feel like sometimes like all I got to do is just press the send button. And because like the magic has already been created, I'm just, I'm the facilitator in a way, you know, like I'm the messenger. So I really, so I really appreciate, I really appreciate you saying that Steven. And I appreciate all the kind words that people tell me. 
um, even though I can't take a compliment to save my life, but I <laughs> would be, I would be doing myself and I would be doing the entire organization a disservice without shouting out just every creative on, on the Chicago sky, because they, they're the ones that kind of make me look good because they have the cool stuff that that's posted <laughs> on there. So like I have the easy job, they have the difficult one and they're awesome. They're awesome. So yeah, like I, anytime someone compliments me, I'm just like, I hope you compliment them too, because they're, I work, I work with the best, I think in the W and people can at me about that. And we can, that could be a whole new debate on Twitter. Like who's really the best creatives subject to opinion. But in my opinion, the ones that I work with, the ones that I go to, that I go to the office with, the ones that I go to game days with, I work with the best. And I'm so fortunate to be a teammate of theirs in that regard. No, I appreciate that because that that is for sure true. I mean, it's the same for us. We got um, Lawrence or Sarah or Mike behind uh, the, the dials, digital or analog, and then uh, me with Steven, Steven with me. You know, it wouldn't be a just, it's never just a one person show, but you are the person writing this copy. That's not just your background. And I want to bring up this last one from, there was one uh, that you have from June 22nd. Oh, Jesus. If you, if Lawrence, if you can get that one up. <laughs> what what, what was this? It was a good photo of the team dancing in the hallway. And my man said, when mom makes pizza rolls, and if, I don't know if Courtney's got a guitar going there or what, if Kai's doing the, like the old school, the, um, the reject. Remember that from the from the Jerk Absolutely. days? Absolutely. Look at Morgan. <laughs> I know. I, know. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's, it's always incumbent oh. upon somebody to just say, like, oh, what's going on here? But when mom makes pizza rolls, is a throwback. Like I vividly remember seeing that picture when it was sent to me in the Slack. And within five seconds, my brain went to the meme when I was in, like, high school i think i was in high school with with evan durant and james harden both on the thunder and it my brain defaulted right to that and and it was like i know and the moment i saw i was like i know what i want to say i know what i want this gives me those vibes like everything about this picture gives me those vibes so it was again i it, it could be self-deprecated, it could be whatever, but like sometimes I see those pictures and I sit there and I'm like, wow, I, but like my brain really is, operates like a glorified idiot sometimes because how do I think of these things? <laughs> I haven't seen that, me- I have not seen that meme in years. And yep, yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, have, wow. I have not seen that meme in years and my brain just auto defaults to that. <laughs> and I was, yeah, I just, it was, for that the moment I saw the page, like I know what I want to say. There's there's nothing else I want to say. I want that, and, uh, and <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad it, I'm glad it hit the target audience. Is all I was saying. <laughs> realize where it came from. And see, being able to being able to trace back that quickly on your toes to that, and connecting those dots and making it so appropriate. This is why I said what I said. You are with the team. You are in the right position that you need to be in at this moment in time, 1,000%. I mean, I can even go back to – I can't remember what game it was last playoffs. There was a game where Kai was losing her absolute mind, and she was just doing all the wonderful Kai things that she does when the stakes raise to the highest level. 
And I think I told you after the game that I was getting my meme together with the dog with the x-rays. And I was like, bro, you tweeted it off like 30 seconds before I did. And I was like, well, I can't tweet this now. So let me just go ahead and hit the retweet button. And he just kind of shed a little moment. (laughs) I I remember that game vividly, actually. I I remember that because uh, I just remember actually getting texted. They were just, uh, everyone was just like, because I think that was right at the peak of that meme. And I just remember my friends were just like, if I've ever seen a a time where that was used perfectly, I think you might have done it. And then I was like, oh, funny you mentioned that because someone just said I literally just snatched the idea from them 30 seconds before. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Yep. (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, that was, that was, I think that was like the first time we like had like extensive talk, uh, like conversation at the end end of the game. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it just, some of the, some, some things that just happened, like again, whether it's my brain defaulting to a meme from circa 2000 nine maybe um to just what's happening like at the current day like i always everyone always says like be always being online is a bad thing which it kind of is it's a detriment but i'm also just like i want to know like i need like being always online kind of helps when you have good source material and when you have good source material to me at least it's important to kind of know good source material and kind of know what like the thing the big popular thing that everyone's talking about and try to jump on it but not just jump on it just to jump on it jump on it when the time is right or when you have something that's apropos like like you know like the like Ka going off and Ka having the dog in her or like that picture and instantly seeing i was just like yeah that's a pizza roll post if i've seen one ever um it's for me it's like i just don't want to do it just to do it like i try to have a real somewhat concentrated method to my madness for the most part um when it comes to things like that now if we're talking the captions don't know don't know how those happen. Like the victory captions could not tell you how I was happened. just about to ask, actually. I'm glad you answered that. <laughs> <laughs> uh I can I can answer that question, which is I don't think of them before the game. I never do. Um actually that's a lie. There's there's only been one game in the year and a half I've worked with this guy now, uh, that I knew what the caption was gonna be. And it was last year, I think it was our first home game against Phoenix, obviously, since the team won the championship in 2021. And I had my mind made up on what I wanted to post for that Phoenix game the second I signed the offer sheet and to be with the team. Um, and I knew exactly what I wanted to say. I was like, if we, I was like, as soon as I saw the schedule, I was like, all right, if we win, especially at home, I know what I want to say badly. <laughs> And we did. And I got to say exactly what I wanted to say. And I and I remember it vividly. It was can't help but to adore. But it was a dash the door emoji. Uh, oh, that uh, that town <laughs> spirit. And I just had that one ready. I had that one locked since March. That's the only one that I could <laughs> honestly say I pre-planned and I wanted and I sat there and I waited and I was biding my time to use every other caption. I don't think of it until literally the the final buzzer goes. I'm just like, uh, what? Na- there, the, how? how? I, I told you. I told you. I said Lawrence the God. When I Yo. said Lawrence the God, I meant that. Hey, you're a meme lord, Connor. And I got you. I, I, I'm following along here in the background. I got you. So this is the only one. 
in my time that I've been here so far that I've ever sat there and be like, I know what I want to say. And I had this ready since the moment they offered me the job. And I was and I in my mind I was like, I'm gonna take it. And when I do take it, and when we do get to Phoenix, I know what I want to say. I know exactly what I want. So that's the only one. Everything else I don't know. Everything else I've had like ideas, but I don't put it together till the end of the game. That's the only one where I've been like, I know what I want. I just need the end result to be what I need it to be. Yeah, I thank you because I was gonna ask on this because this one was this one was like um I, I don't I don't I don't know exactly how to direct the audience on this one, but it's the, the, the last little bit has some present day ramifications if you are at all tapped into some WNBA uh, water cooler talk rumor mill whatnot, some some Melissa Smith's mom was saying some wildish. That's all I'm gonna say. So this is this is the one that gets me. These get me because I remember seeing this on the Shannon Sharp meme. If I'm if I remember right, yep. either that or it was like Mike in the like like Mike in the locker room or something like that. And I feel like it took it had a hiatus, and now it's back. Like it's all the way back. Like the four four rhymes don't matter. This is what we're on right now, and it. Chris, you got to read this off for the audio listeners. Read You're right. Yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> all right, let me get this. Uh, um, let me get this right. God. Infrared, cornbread, bedhead. What your mama said? Don't matter. Sky on a three-game winning streak. And that was after the game against Indiana yesterday. And um, uh, Kalia Copper retweeted it with the all caps, oh, my, Connor. She said, oh, my. <laughs> because... Um, like like most of us, Kai's tapped in with with some of those uh, some of those rumblings. Kai has uh, Kai has been weirdly my one of my biggest cheerleaders online lately, <laughs> and I've wanted so badly. Like contrary to what everyone thinks, I want so badly to just like post it, be like, yeah, I guess that was me, and then go into the shadows. The moment. <laughs> the moment posted the one i think when we were on the road against new york the moment she posted that i had literally quote tweeted it and i think i literally i was like yeah i'm there's no i can run but i can't hide at this point like it's like i've i've been found out i've been found so, <laughs> uh, so yeah all i'll say is again uh being always online can be a good thing because i remember waking up and i was like what the heck's going on and then between that and then i had an old song stuck in my head from dj laz and it got popular on tiktok uh the one that goes like move shake now drop what your mama said or something oh. like that like i just i really like that song for whatever reason and i weirdly enough listened to it because i was driving into the city to go into the office to work this game so i can run over to nascar after um so then when we won instinctively again that song played in my head again and after i posted it that was the only thing on my mind was the song when i posted it and then after i posted it, i was like Oh, <laughs> oh, what have I done? What have I done? I'm not deleting it, but what have I done? <laughs> I think the the last minute nature that you share with us, how you come up come up with these captions and everything, remind <laughs> there it is right there. Reminds me a whole lot of uh, what people were asking Lil Wayne when he first got on. 
about his punchlines and how he was telling people like, yeah, I don't write anything. I'm just always a sponge to the things going on around me. I always keep receipts on things that stand out to me. And when it comes time and it feels appropriate, I just press in basically. It was like what you said. <laughs> it's none of this is really scripted or rehearsed. It's just kind of things compiling over time. And when that time comes to share that, whatever thoughts been lingering on my mind, there you have it. And yeah. masterpiece after masterpiece after masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, I got to, you telling me that Wayne was just going improv for those like four years when he was ruling the world? Are you serious? Yeah, when he was, when he was taking people's songs and making them his, he wasn't writing. He was just going off the top. Just next level genius. So Connor, basically I've equivalented what you do to Lil Wayne. So that you are welcome. Hell of a comparison. <laughs> I if if someone wants to clip that and post that, I would I good God. Oh. Styro the styrofoam cup is just out of view. Oh That's it. And the lighter flick. <laughs> That's it. We got to start doing the lighter flick before kind of get his tweets on. That's it. Oh, it's on. Look at this. Look yeah, at don't, this. Don't, don't, don't give Anna the satisfaction. Don't give her that satisfaction. Oh, it's too late now. It's too late. Don't give her the satisfaction. <laughs> she posted that. And that just became, well, actually, no. I think, um, who was it? Uh, some I think it was our I think it was Carly who who tweeted let Connor Cook after the New York game. Yes, I tweeted something saying Cook Connor, and I was like, oh Jesus Christ, here we go. <laughs> and then that entire week, because I think that was week where the Indiana game happened, where that mm-hmm. happened, mm-hmm. Uh, the Bieber mm-hmm. tweet happened. Um, that was when I literally couldn't go anywhere. Like all, my, even some of my friends who don't even really. Uh, follow the W. They just follow what I do on online. Like Jesus, <laughs> that's like that's like fifteen. That's like fifteen O's in there, man. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> apparently that was the week where, if, if you ask like Mark Schindler and everybody, apparently I went on like the run of a freaking lifetime. I guess, um, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, I think the craziest thing was when I guess it was like the tweets were like highlighted by Cheryl Swoops and on her podcast. I think when someone tweeted me that and I heard it, I was just like, oh, I was like, oh, no, like, like I am very much a contradictory person where it's just like, oh, yeah, like, like I wanted to be in journalism. I wanted to be on TV, all this stuff, but I don't like attention. So when I was like, oh, it's kind of nice. I was like, oh, it's kind of nice that people are liking what I'm doing. Oh, dear. God, why is everything <laughs> like it's reached gotten too far? So, but yeah, the the let Connor cook meme. I uh, yeah. Uh, thanks, Anna. Um, that's uh, <laughs> that's all I can say. I uh, it saved on my phone though. Don't get me wrong; it is saved on my phone permanently. Like I will drop that in group chat sometimes if I say something. I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, that's me. Um, that's but, right. <laughs> but that's about it. So rare. It's so to the point where if I send it in the group chat, my friends are just like, all right, what mood are you in right now? Because you never. (laughs) Do you you worry that it'll be like co-opted by the by the opposing social media folks? Oh, people have already used it. Oh, people have have done it. Like the Vegas cooked. Vegas got did it. Uh, Connecticut did it. Um, Yeah. Like you guys remember that that Marshawn Lynch interview? 
uh, yeah. because I know I'm going to get got, but I'm going to get mine before I get got, though. That's kind of my mentality for it. It's like, I know, like, the moment I started doing that, since, mm-hmm. ironically enough, the Phoenix game this year, I knew that the second we lost, someone was going to just unleash that on me. But I will get mine before I inevitably uh, <laughs> uh, get uh, get cooked. Uh, but uh, all I'll say is, imitation is sometimes the best form of flattery. So Absolutely. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. They um, the remember who started it is basically where I, what I was. Oh, thinking. say it with your chest, yeah. boy. That's it. Everybody else got to catch up. You always got that big joker in your back pocket. That's right. Oh, puff your right. chest out. all right y'all last little bit we got here um all-star voting has has commenced a couple weeks back and it culminated with Kalia copper making the all-star team we saw that that graphic up earlier in the show and just want to get some thoughts from you all first on anybody else in the sky who you think uh should have gone to the all-star game this year i know things have been up and down eight and nine record speaks to that but if you had anybody on the team who you would say, yeah, they deserve to be an all-star this year? Uh, well, for me, of course, Kai, uh, just even past just the numbers, her general feel for the game on offense as a doing a lot more things with the ball in her hand, whether that be um, navigating and pick and roll or isolation and playmaking for other people. She's just growing so fast, and there's been, like, no real hiccups in terms of her progression into being a true number one option. Um, and we this is just her scratching the surface of what she's going to become now. So she's more than deserving. And she's really just now starting to hit her stride as, as well, which is, I mean, it should be scary for the rest of the league. So definitely excited that she made it. Uh, I do feel like she was probably the only player from the sky that should have made it just because of where the rest of the league is and how other players across the league have been playing. But if Courtney started this stretch, which she should be getting the player of the week recognition in the next day or so, if she started this even a week ago, she might have been able to sway the opinion of the coaches vote, which we got the returns on from Sunday, uh, and parlayed that into potentially yet another all-star uh, now for her. And uh, I also feel like if Elizabeth Williams – uh, finished more of the opportunities that she has around the basket to where she's producing more consistently like she did the last two games in a sustained manner, I think she would have had a, a pretty a pretty hefty hand in potentially getting the All-Star nod as well. Uh, so, yeah, that would be my three between Courtney and uh, Elizabeth in addition to uh, Kalia. Would have been dope to see those two make it, but I think they just missed it. No doubt. Um, I'm feeling it for uh, if Alana Smith hadn't gotten injured and been out a couple, I or just I mean there was just some games where Alana had a, had, a, had a down stretch, and the way that she started the season, the way that she's played, what she's meant to this team, most improved. Yeah, yeah, it's in there. It's got to be. It's absolutely got to be. If there was if there was a, a USA versus the World game or the All Star game, which would be fantastic in this here league like Alana Smith would be on that, but I would love to see her um, at the game in just in some capacity because she's played so well and it's, it's a shame. It's a shame that she, she, she didn't get voted in. I think that's, that goes from so many other people, so many other people throughout the league where it's just like, yeah, you wanted to see them get in. I know we talked about some spots that were maybe being held down off of the legacy vote. But it would have been cool to see Alana Smith and Courtney Williams in because they've been they've meant so much to this team. 
Connor, do you have anybody else on the team um, outside of those two who you think is like, yeah, I wanted to get them at the All-Star game. I really wanted it to happen. Uh, yeah, everybody. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Good answer. Uh, <laughs> um, everybody. Uh, actually, uh, no, I, I'm glad Kai got in. I, I don't think you have an All-Star game without Kalia Copper. Actually, I, it's I'll scratch think. I know mm-hmm. you don't have an All-Star game without Kalia Copper. Um, and I have no problem saying that with my chest at all. Um, but honestly, I, yeah, like I'm, I'm obviously naturally biased. Like I would say like, give me Courtney, give me Atlanta, uh, give me, give me Marina, give me, give me Elizabeth, give, you know, give, uh, give, give me seek, give me everybody. Honestly, like I, like it's a Homer pick. Yeah. But no one can really blame me. And I'm saying this as someone who even if I wasn't working for the sky right now, I'd just be like, give me everybody. Like, don't matter. Like, do you have to pick everybody from another team? No, I don't. The ballot, <laughs> the ballot doesn't restrict me from the team limit. So I'm going to save the entire sky. Oh, uh, but no, it's been, I'm, I'm, I'm so, so I'm so stoked for Ka, honestly. Like it's, yeah, there's, you don't have, you don't have an all-star, a WNBA all-star game without having Kalia Copper represent representing uh, in the all-star game so it I'm, I'm happy i'm very i'm very happy uh that she got it i would have preferred more chicago sky players honestly personally but hey we we got we got somebody there so that's all that matters hey sure. chris uh speaking to i know this is not sky related but we already talked about players that we felt like were deserving before that didn't get that not i just want to give a quick uh salute to kelsey mitchell she was more than deserving last year, averaging over 20 points a game. Uh, one of the best scorers in the NBA. I'm glad she got the recognition that she not just deserves, but earned over the last couple of seasons. Um, I got that nod this season. So I can argue that she should have started this season, and I wouldn't I wouldn't go against that either, but I'm just glad she got the recognition that she deserves for sure. No doubt. Yeah, uh, Sky fans have seen a lot of Kelsey Mitchell over the last couple of weeks. Unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think – it's it's more than apparent that it was more than apparent last year that she should have been an all-star and this year she just like left no doubt in people's minds so it was it was definitely cool to see Kelsey Mitchell get that nod I just kind of wish that the sky played her in the second half of the season rather than the first Mm -hmm. so that it wouldn't have been less at their expense no doubt um one last thing on that fan vote and I like the way that the, the league did voting um for their first returns where it was weighted between fans media and players but you got some interesting um, information off of those different votes when they were made public, such as the fact that um, players don't necessarily think highly of, of some some of some of their fellow players, uh, particularly the point guard the point guard in New York. And we may leave that for another time, but it contributes to an overall level of spice um, going in. <laughs> Appreciate everybody for checking in with us. This is the CHGO Sky Show. Daniel Berry Sports highlights. Hi to you, Region Rev, getting that hot tea on the um, on that what your mama said portion of the tweet. Shout out to Chicago Bulls Central. Uh, last but certainly not least, the DraftKings pick of the week. Usually we have two picks, but um, only there's only uh, futures up for the WNBA right now. And interestingly enough, I I say this after knowing that. They got Molly Wapped in their last game versus Las Vegas. But interestingly enough, the Connecticut Sun are plus 1,600 to win the championship this year. 
which means that $100 gets you $1,600 back. And considering that the Liberty are plus $265, I think that Connecticut would at least be a little bit more highly thought of by the books. Uh, and also considering that for some reason, uh, the Liberty are not giving John Quill Jones enough touches yet, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so yeah, checking on that as much as I've said about Connecticut son, they have, um, they have a, a better than average shot. I think of winning the championship this year. And that went from 1400 to 1600 in the 20 minutes since I checked my phone. So that's your DraftKings pick of the week. Region Ruff, thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for uh, coming in. Um, yeah, we got the bro- yo. Yeah, I know we got the broadcast limits. Um, we had a we had a conversation online yesterday about not being able to get the CW twenty six on on streaming services or Marquee Sports Plus. Yeah, it's the nature of the beast these days. Either way, Connor Moore, thank you for tuning in, checking in with us. It was a pleasure to have you on. Um, honestly. I think what you provided about your background was really cool for me because that's def- that's the path that I started out on and it's taken me in every which way that you can imagine. So it, it's, I feel you on that. Like it's, you, you hey. got, you got people who are in the same boat with you who have, who have gotten to places they didn't expect and just made a, made a way with it. No, I appreciate, I appreciate that. And yeah, no, thank you guys again so much for having me on. Like I said, I've been a fan of just this channel uh, literally since it began. So really happy. Uh, I'm I'm happy that you guys and so many other people have, I guess, have noticed just how petty I can be online uh, when it comes to work. <laughs> and just, and honestly, it's not even just, sometimes it's petty. It's just having fun with it, you know, just trying to have fun. So I'm just super happy. So thank you guys. And again, I'd be, again, I have to give a shout out for the entire content team on the sky, honestly. Like they, every single one of those, uh, 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 of this team, they're phenomenal. They, they, they make it so easy for me, honestly. Uh, like I said, Amber, Elena, Crystal, uh, Carly, P on PR, um, Marcos, Jalen, Annette, Christy, Yona, um, Jayla. Uh, there, there's pr- probably a few more that I'm not thinking of right now or that I just can't remember right now, but we, we have an all-star squad here. So everything you guys see, it's coming from the best in this business. I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, and people can run this clip back as many times as they want. And I do not care. I will say it till I'm blue in the face. I truly believe it. So, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm just very happy. I get to put that last bit of spice on it before it goes out to the world. So, but the good stuff they cook up and I'm like, I, I, I put the little frosting on top of the cake and then I'm like, all right, here you go. Serve it to the customer. The customer is every one of you guys, and I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. So I'm very, I'm very happy. So thank you, thank you. I appreciate you guys so much, and I appreciate everything you guys do. Uh, so I appreciate, and yeah, just appreciate you guys, and thank you for having me on. Of course, man. Uh, Steven, once again, stay true. S dot three. Steven Pridge and Garner. Steven, you got anything coming in the pipeline soon? Yeah, we got plenty of stuff coming up. I mean, the team doesn't play till Friday. So that leaves a lot of days to run through <laughs> film, look at stats, all of that fun stuff. And I have to do it in a rush capacity. So, yeah, you'll be seeing a lot of me over the next couple of days for sure. I was going to I was gonna say at the last press conference, 
um, you were asking a question and James, he would get that little kind of like smirk. You would see some of the, when you were asking some of the questions, no matter if he had his head on his hand and he would be looking real exhausted after the game, you could see if somebody asked a question, he would get that little like, and as he was walking out, I wanted to be like, hey man, I know it would be tough for us to lose him, but you got a video coordinator sitting right here if you need, if you're looking. So I'm just saying to all the coaches out there who are listening, because I know you listen to the show, um, if you want to poach Steven as a video coordinator for your team, it'll be tough for us, but we'll live. Deadass. I appreciate it. <laughs> for the CHGO Sky Show, for the producer, the God, Lawrence Benedetto, Stephen Garner, Connor Moore. I am Chris Pennant. Thank you all of you for listening, watching, tuning into the show. Find us online at chgo underscore underscore sky and follow the whole team at chgo underscore sports. You can find me at Quandary Kitten. That's K-W-A-N-D-A-R-Y Kitten and badly hooping at your local playground. Till next time, folks, be good and do great things. Keep your head above the clouds. <laughs>